Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. I was recently having a conversation with my buddy, Derek, about his house situation. Now, to give you some context, uh, Derek and his wife, uh, Samantha, they, they have a really beautiful house out in the country, and they, they totally renovated this. They have a, a giftedness of just being able to ha- put a, have a vision of what something should look like and then putting that into motion. And so they did this crazy remodel to this house, and it's, man, it's so, so beautiful. And, and so this conversation him and I were having was about their choices, about living where they live in the house that they live in. And we got into the conversation of, of you have levers to pull. And the way I explained that to him was that there's only a couple variables that, that we can control here, that we can move. And every time we move one, it impacts the others. And I said, when we buy a house, there's really three big variables. The quality and size of our house, the location of where our house is, and the cost. And by cost, I mean the, the monthly payment. But really, I'm not even talking about cost. I'm talking about lifestyle. Because when we set our living costs, that impacts all the other decisions we make. So if you have a really high house payment, you have less money available to do X, Y, and Z. If you have a low house payment, you have more money to do X, Y, and Z. And he was sharing with me the choice that they have made is is they're okay living further out because they have a lower overall cost, which means their lifestyle is different. They can do more cool things over here. And they get to live in a house that's really nice. It's a beautiful house. And part of that's because they renovated it. But they get to live in a house that's worth worth less where they live than it would be where I live. And so it was this idea that they've made the decision that's best for them. And I joked around with Derek. I said, Derek, you're living my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare is living that far out. I said, I would sacrifice. I would, I would definitely pay more or have a lower quality, smaller house to be able to live where I need to live just to have everything right there where I, where I want it and need it. And so the, this idea of the levers is you can't have all three. Derek can't have this, this bigger, nicer house at a cost that's good for him and have it in the perfect location. You can't have all three. You have to choose. One has to give. And so my, my whole point to him was you choose what levers are most important to you. And then you can adjust accordingly. And I, I, I think about this idea of pulling levers with all different areas of life. I, I really implemented this a lot in my, in my prior life where we were investing in, you know, tens of millions or hundreds of million dollar commercial real estate deals. And if you, if you do this thing over here, it increases your risk. But if you do this, then you can charge, you know, you can get more return. And so we, we, we always had this conversation of levers. Would you rather be in this location? But if you're in this location, you're going to pay more. But if, but if you're in this location, you can also charge more rent and you can get these types of tenants in your, in your office building or your, 
industrial building. And so we have those conversations. I think where this idea of levers really came into my brain first was it's a book called An Economist Gets Lunch by Tyler Cowen. And this book fascinated me for two reasons. I love economics and, and behavioral science, but I also love food. And so there was an economist that wrote a book about food, and I was in. I was in, and I loved this book. You should check it out. An Economist Gets Lunch. All right, so his... The premise in this, one of his premises, he talks about a lot of things, but the thing that I've always thought about since I read it was this idea that in the restaurant business, there are three levers. You can have really quality food, you can have low prices, and you can have a killer location, but you can't have all three. And the premise is this, and he's a big, he's a big proponent of ethnic restaurants that are off the beaten path. And his argument is this, if you can't have all three, which ones do you want? He loves food, and he likes, you know, a good value, and so he's always leaning down this, well, if I choose quality and price, then I have to give up location. And so his argument is the best food is often in a location that's not pretty. It's not central. It doesn't have good views because you can't have all three. And you can have all three, but you'll go out of business soon. And so you have to choose. And so he makes this argument that the best restaurants are the ones off the beaten path because they've, choos- they've chosen quality and pricing. And so I, I love this. I totally agree with him. I really pursue this when I, when I look for restaurants, and it's changed the way I look at that. So levers are all around us. Everywhere we look, there's levers. For example, I was having a conversation with a client about retirement, and they were talking about, well, Travis, what does this look like? How much do we need, and how much do we need to invest? And so we were looking at it, and I, and I walked him through. I said, you have four levers, really, with investing. How much do you invest, either every year or every month? What do you invest in? What kind of accounts, what kind of investments in those accounts? That matters. When do you want to retire? And what lifestyle do you want in retirement? And every time you adjust one of those levers, it impacts the others. For example, if you don't want to invest much in retirement, you're not going to retire as early as maybe you want. Or if you retire much earlier, your lifestyle is probably not going to be the same as if you waited. And so there's, there's the give and take of every time you pull a lever impacts the others. And so we, in our investing, have to decide what levers are important to us. Budgeting. Budgeting is just one giant set of constant levers. Because after all, every time we spend a dollar on something we don't value, it's one less dollar that we have to spend on something we do value. And so if you think about it, in our day-to-day life, it's a series of levers of if, if I go get this car loan, then that's less money I have to travel. Or if I go purchase this thing, that's less money I could put towards my kid's college or investing. And so there's levers all around us. And in, in our budgeting world specifically, they're just, they're everywhere. There's career levers. We talk about careers. You know, you you can, if you look at your job, you have your, you have your, your, your compensation and you have your workload 
and you have the flexibility, and you have the balance, and you have some benefits, and you have to choose. Every job has its own set of, of parameters, different features, and we have different levers with those. And so we may take a job, we may take a job that pays a lot, but we lose all of our freedom, or it pays a lot, but we hate it. And so what lever are we pulling? Or we may take a job that has more uncertain pay, or maybe lower pay, but it has more flexibility, and it, maybe it has less pay. And so there's a give and take everywhere. And so I think the point of this episode is really just to give you a new, a new framework from which to think about these things in your life, and that, that everything we do has a series of levers, and we can't have it all. We can't do everything. We can't have the best of everything. But we do get to choose which levers are important to us. And, I, and I've mentioned this before. I, I always come back to this one story, the story of this young lady in, in my life uh, that was really frustrated because she wanted to travel. And she deeply wanted to travel, and she couldn't because she couldn't afford it. And so we talked about it, and, and I asked her about her, her car, and I asked her about her apartment. And between the two of those, they took a big chunk of her income, and I asked her, what's more important, the car, the apartment, or the travel? And she goes, well, obviously, it's the travel. And I said, well, the others are more important to you in the actual day-to-day -day of you living. And we talked about that, and she realized it was kind of a light bulb moment that the levers that she was pulling were not the levers that were in accordance with her values. And so she ended up getting rid of that car, and she changed where she lived. And all of a sudden, she had all this extra money, and she travels all the time now. And she goes to Europe, and, and she just she really gets so much fulfilling and meaning from the travel. And that was a good example of the levers. She had levers in her life to pull. And then she had to make some choices. And so what happens is we let culture dictate the levers that we pull. We let culture dictate which ones we're going to lean into. And, and it's, at the, it's at the consequence of the other ones that it might actually be important. And the cool thing is we're all different. Like my friend Derek that I opened up talking about, you know, Derek, him and his wife live in this, this beautiful house that has a, a much lower cost than maybe houses, an equivalent house where I live, but they live out a bit. And that is exactly the opposite of, of my preference. And I said, you know, dude, I totally, I totally disagree with your approach, but that's why it's your approach and I have mine. It doesn't make his wrong. His approach is perfect for him. And as long as him, as long as him and his wife are living out their best, their best version of life and they find meaning and they're content in the way that that's structured, that's the win. And so it would, be, it would have been very inappropriate and, and dumb of me to try to push my values and my interests upon him and say, dude, you shouldn't be living out that far 
you need to live closer to your friends or you need to live closer to work. You need to live closer to shopping, whatever it is. That would have been foolish for me because we all have our different levers that are important to us. A, recognizing levers are all around us. Everything we do has a series of levers and we just have to figure out what those are and recognize that every time we pull one, it impacts the others. And number two, once we recognize the levers, we need to make sure, make dead sure that we're leaning into it in a way that, that, that meets our values. You need to do what, what aligns with your values. I need to do what aligns with my values. And when we do that, we will find our way. We will find the best place. And that may even change over time. There may be a time where maybe we want to live out further. There may be a time when maybe they want to live closer. And that's okay. You don't have to stick with something forever. Today's you is going to be different than tomorrow's you. We're always changing. We're growing. We're learning. Life shifts on us. And so we need to be able to give ourselves the freedom and the grace to then shift with it. Because after all, this isn't about money. It's about something so much deeper. It's about meaning. It's about pursuing a meaningful life in all that we do. And every time we, we are making a financial decision, we need to recognize it's really not about money. Money's never about money. It's always, always about something bigger. And so go pursue the meaning with, with every ounce of yourself and make sure that you're living for the meaning that, that you find with your values not my values and not your neighbors and not your families, but your values. And so I hope that you pursue that and I hope that you find it and I hope that you keep it because that's when this life stuff gets so awesome. That's all I have for today, guys. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You could find us on our Facebook community. And I don't know about you, but when I listen to a podcast, I want more. I want to discuss the content. I want to meet other people that are also listening. Or maybe I even want to give some feedback to the podcaster. Well, we have that. There's a link in the show notes. You can find our podcast community on Facebook. Or you can just type in Meaning Over Money Podcast in Facebook and it'll pop up. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And, of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money, and that's at meaningover.money. And if you decide to buy a course from us, please don't pay full price. As our way of saying thank you for listening, you can get 25% off by using the promo code PODCAST25, PODCAST25. And if you're not interested in that, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here, and we hope this podcast continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. 